0: Dawn of Mantis is brought to you by Redbeard Sound. Redbeard Sound provides music production, audio editing, and live sound engineering, and is where Dawn of Mantis records our podcast. You can find Sam's information on our website, dawnofmantis.com, or at redbeardsound.com. Extra, extra! Dawn of Mantis now has a merch store. There are t shirts, long and short sleeve, as well as hoodies. Just go to dawnofmantis.com and click the t shirt link. And while you're there, you can check out our Patreon. All our Patreon tiers have Discord benefit. This means you can join our text chat and even listen to our podcast live as we record it on Tuesday nights. Quiet your mind. Ever since the earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss two brave uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of mantis.
1: welcome to dawn of mantis a variety podcast here we are once again at Redbeard Studio Joe what's going on tonight you know all kinds of good stuff really I
0: was actually writing stuff down and I didn't uh, I wasn't prepared for that yeah it's great I probably smell I'm gonna wear this shirt that I've I haven't showered in three days I've wore, the last time you guys saw me was at two in the morning at a waffle house
2: yep right after a night train show yes
0: and I had this shirt on and I haven't taken it off since wait what shirt are you talking about Oh, oh, by the way, By the by, Why, it's a Don of mantis shirt of the highest quality, 100 percent cotton with a beautiful yellow font on the front that'll make the girls go wild, and how much Ivan and where can you get it?
1: Uh, well, we said that on the ad. We uh, let's let's go let's go around the room and talk to everyone in here, I guess maybe, <laughs> before we go too crazy on the shirt. They heard the ad. they don't want to hear they don't want us to beat a dead horse, right? no no one wants to beat
2: a dead
0: horse no
1: no why would where'd that even come from Did we talk about that before idioms or whatever
0: nate bargotzi has a good bit about a dead horse really you you should you should yeah go ahead no i'm not gonna do it you're not gonna do it
1: no you could google that i guess yeah uh hannah's here tonight hannah what's going on
3: nothing much
1: nothing much hanging out shooting the shit yeah that's right and of course as always sam hi sam what's up sam I'm looking up where beat a dead horse came from. <laughs> well, that's, hey, I'm it super curious. says the curious. origin
2: of the expression beat a dead horse comes from the mid-19th century when the practice of beating horses to make them go faster was often viewed as acceptable. Hey, Ivan, what do you think about horse racing and whipping horses? <laughs>
0: oh, Brace yourself for the next 10 minutes. No,
1: I, 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 I'm trying to, you know, I quit playing Rocket League. <laughs> I, I, I just, I'll tell you guys, I just quit playing Rocket League because after a Rocket League match, I get so mad because these kids, they just like play all day. And then I come home from work. I've said this before on the podcast. So I said very mean things in the chat that are unlike me. Uh, well, no, they're like me, but they're like a part of me. They're like a part of me I want to kill. And are, the, are they the things you'd like to say to some of your...
2: I, I shouldn't ask that question. No, 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 a, no, could get him no. No,
1: no, this is even worse because... Uh, uh, A lot worse because these are just like... People that are doing nothing, they're just playing games all day, Mm -hmm. you know, they they don't have any ambition. So I took Rocket League away because I'm trying to get rid of that angry side of me. Uh, And so the horse racing, I'm going to, I'm going to not say anything about that right now because uh, everyone knows my views on beating horses, rich assholes beating horses. Everyone knows my views on that. Yep. (laughs) So, this Uh, says
2: to beat a dead horse would be pointless as it wouldn't be able to go anywhere. (laughs) I guess that's
1: what they're saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I get that. It totally makes sense. I feel like we could have figured that out, but that's why we have the interwebs. I'm a little surprised that didn't
0: get brought up on any of our like 42 episodes of the origins of idioms.
1: I thought, I I actually thought, I actually thought we talked about that one. Uh, If we got a long time listener out there that, could correct us on that tell us what we told you right yes now we're relying on them did we talk about that i don't know i remember talking about it people i kind of smile and nod when people say hey do you guys remember when you were talking about that i'm like yeah that was Mm -hmm. me until i I started being on this podcast with you (laughs) yep i just hope i hope they're not like trying to pull a fast one on me and and you know trying to check if i remember because i'm always like oh yeah i remember that it's like yeah Not really. (laughs) Tell me more about what we said. So anyway, uh, we're back again. Joe, what do we have tonight? You know, tonight,
0: let's do something lighthearted. Let's Mm. just, I pulled a couple of urban legends out of the internet's ass just really quick. And uh, and, uh, let's just cover a couple of those. Urban legends are always fun. Yanked those right out, did you? Yanked them right out. He's a podcast proctologist. There you go. (laughs) Very nice. I like it. So we're going to do two, basically two urban legends tonight. One of these is one of my favorite ones that I've ever heard. It's known as the killer in the backseat or the mm. high beams. Okay. The high beams urban legend.
2: All I right. used to, I used to have to go to work at four o'clock in the morning. Well, I had to be there at four. So I would like wake up about three, leave the house between 3.30 and 3.45. Oh no, I did it. And I kid you not, I probably looked in my backseat every daggum time. I I'm Every time I way. get in the truck. And I would just turn around and look. Yeah, because of this. Mm-hmm. Because of this. Crap. I don't even know where we're going yet, but yep, just because no, of that. you're right.
1: Hannah, you got something?
3: Dad used to read a version of the story to me from "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark" when oh. I was a kid, and I really appreciate you guys talking about <laughs> it when I have a 50-minute drive back to Fayetteville and <laughs> at 10 o'clock tonight.
1: Yeah, we'll check your backseat. Check my for you, like.
3: hatch for me. We will check
0: both of us. Still will check. scares
3: me to this day.
0: No, I. It's yeah. I'm a almost 41 year old man, but I guarantee to you as well. Like if it like leaving the show the other night or whatever. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't because I was with, with you, Ivan. But if I'm by myself. I'm
1: looking in that back seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I do sometimes, but but not you know all the time. But but if if I've read that recently, for sure I do.
0: Yeah. We're all going. Long story short, we're all going to be doing this for a while. Yes, we are,
1: and all of you out there.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, you should. It's safe. It's just a safe watch thing.
2: the movie, Urban Legend. Oh, either. I love that movie. Yeah, because isn't it in that part on there? I believe yeah, it is. I yeah, think it don't is. flash
1: your lights at the car with the headlights yeah. off because yep. they're going to kill you for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know.
3: My anxiety is always like, "Oh, that's definitely a face back there. You should probably <laughs> reach for the phone and start dialing." The-
0: <laughs> One of the funniest things I ever read, man. I don't, I don't even remember exactly how it went, but it was something like if you were alone in the dark and you heard a fart. <laughs>
1: What would be (laughs) Would you laugh? No. And it wasn't you, by the way. No, no, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you're alone in the woods and you fart. Does it make a sound? Oh yeah, it does. And it makes a smell too. (laughs) There's some fart stuff for you. Always some fart stuff. I'm surprised that's not on one of our negative reviews. Always with the fart stuff. Yeah, farts are one star. Greatest thing that we don't like the fart stuff. Yeah,
0: well then go listen to my
1: favorite murder. Yeah. Or whatever. They fart too, I hope you know. Yeah, sure They do. just don't make a big deal out of it like we do. <laughs> the
0: average person farts 14 times a day. That's were, even females. Wow, That's even females.
1: Man, I learned so much. So are we
0: ready? Yes.
1: I'm going to do a little bit backwards
0: on this. I'm just going to read through the tale. And there's lots of different variations of this, but this is the one I chose. And we'll talk about different variations of it after. I like it. But the first goes as follows. All right. Becky was a high school senior who lived about six miles out of town. Down a, now, d- feel free to interrupt and, like, we can still riff during this. Okay. Becky was a high school senior who lived about six miles out of town down a long rural road. One night, she had borrowed her parents' car to drive into town to watch a basketball game at the school gymnasium. She had hung out with some friends in the parking lot after the game, so when she finally pulled out onto the main road to go home, it was fairly late. Most of the lot was empty as she left, but she did notice an old red Ford pickup. <coughs> Follow her out of the parking lot. Becky didn't think much else of it. Who would really? A few miles down the road, she noticed the truck was still behind her. Oh, no. I guess we're going in the same direction, she thought. <laughs> but she began to watch the truck in her mirror. Why is she Peter Griffin? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're going the same direction. Oh. <sighs> I can't do it, Peter Griffin. Uh, but she—that's she be- not bad. <laughs> no, it was, it was bad. <laughs> she began to watch the truck in the rearview mirror and noticed when she changed her speed, the driver changed his speed as well. She decided to pass the car just to see what the truck would do. Well, he passed the car as well. Then, out of nowhere, the old truck flicked on its high beams, flooding her car with blinding light and blinding her in the rearview mirror. Now it makes sense. He's just in a hurry and wants to get around me. She thought. Good thing her turn was coming up. This would take her off the rural road that they were already on onto an even more rural road. That, Smart. Yeah, that led to her house. Yeah. No problem. She'll shake him. <laughs> <laughs> However, when she turned, the truck did as well. Usually she drove home over uh, the back roads. Not too many people went that way. But when she turned, so did the truck. And at this point, full panic was setting in. Becky stomped her foot on the gas, pulling away from the truck, but just as before, he surged forward, matching her speed. Then he flipped his high beans on and again for a minute, then off, then on, then off again. What was he doing? He even began to blare his horn at her. What was this madman up to? Becky was rocketing down
1: the skinny dirt road at 60 miles per hour now, fully convinced she was about to be rammed off the road. I'm on the edge of my seat, but actually, the way I sat, I always am, but... <laughs> I'm literally and figuratively this time yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. Like one cheek. Nice job. One cheek and my balls are off the seat. Yes. That's that's right. how I listen to all my scary stories.
0: <laughs> At long last, she reached her driveway, sideswiping the mailbox and sliding to a stop sideways in the yard. As the old truck rolled up behind her, her father, startled awake by the commotion, ran out on the porch with a shotgun. Call the police! He's trying to kill me! She screamed at her father, who saw a guy step out of the truck, who was also holding a gun. Her dad took aim at the man and ordered him to drop his weapon. The man, visibly terrified himself now, did as he was told, and then, with a shaky hand, pointed towards Becky's car and mouthed the words,
1: He's back
0: there! Puzzled, Becky's father, gun still trained on the driver of the truck, slowly walked over to the car and looked in the back seat. There... Crouched down in the floorboard Was a man holding a knife Now twice as shocked He yelled back at Becky to run in And call the police As they waited the driver of the truck explained that just before Becky had gotten into her car to leave He had witnessed the man slip into the back seat But before he could get over to Becky to warn her She had already got into the car and pulled out of the parking lot So the only thing he knew to do Was follow her until she stopped So that he could warn her But as she was driving he noticed the man rise up from the back seat And hold up a knife that's when he flipped on his high beams, causing the man to shrink back out of view. But the man kept attempting to rise up and grab her again, forcing the truck driver to flash his high beams and blare his horn to deter the man in the back seat. The man that Becky initially thought was trying to kill her had actually saved
1: her life. She made that guy look like a big jerk for a while, didn't he? <laughs> Maybe that was his plan, to prank him. Uh, by the way, uh, I, told, I told Mariah about this. I need to tell Hannah, too. Uh, I was, there's, and it has to do with this, I promise. Um, there's mm-hmm. some kind of I think it's an ID investigation discovery show where it's like caught on camera. Have you seen that on there? Um, but there's one episode where they show that this girl goes missing, and they actually have su- surveillance footage in target of her walking around. I told you about this. Yeah, you did. And uh, it shows her walking around. She goes to her car and backs out and leave, and then leaves, and then she's just like gone. After that, they find her car abandoned later. So they, they watch this footage over and over again. And then one of the detectives for like days and one of the detectives says, let's, let's put it on a big screen and let a whole bunch of people watch it It, because there's got to be something there. I just have a feeling there's something there. And at like five o'clock at night or in, in, it's still daylight at that time of year. They show her going out to her car. She gets in her car, opens the door. And then one of the detectives is like, wait, right there. And there's like a flash of light that ran across the parking lot. And they couldn't see it before because it was like just, because it's so far away from the stores, it's like pixels. And a guy in broad daylight ran up to that girl right as she's getting in her car, forced her in the car, backed out, and it just looked like she left. But I'm not trying to freak anyone out, but I mean, stuff like that can happen when you think it's totally safe. She's like 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. She just told her mom, hey, I'm going over to Target and lived like a block away from it. So uh, same kind of story, but real sadly, they didn't find her alive, but just one of those things. I mean, here's the part that I told Mariah about, like, then they went back and they looked at the footage of her walking around Target. And there was clearly a guy that, what, everywhere she was, the guy was in the shot. And when I, when I first watched it, I didn't notice the guy either, you know, even the police didn't. But then once they were able to kind of put two and two together, they were like, yeah, that guy was stalking her in the store. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, just be aware of your surrounding is all I'm saying. Two words, rape whistle. Everybody needs to have one. <laughs> and check that back seat. <laughs> check the back seat. and there never, may not be a bright, light, and good Samaritan no. following you. And never go to a secondary location. Oh, Ever. Yeah. Hey, talk about that some more.
0: Well, I don't remember the exact statistics, but there are FBI studies on this that if you agree to or agree, you know, if you are forced to go to a secondary location, Automatically, your chances of survival drop like seventy percent, you yeah. know what I mean? They want to get you away from everyone, so even if you have to risk being stabbed at or shot at or something, take your chances there and run because if you go to a secondary location, you're gonna die,
1: period, you know, so yeah, uh, it's anyway, yeah, that's very very i mean i tell my I tell my daughter this, yeah, because ultimately you know they have a gun to you and they're like, quiet, or I'm gonna shoot you. It's like, well, if they do how they expect to get away right well that's
2: my whole thing with that whole urban legend story the dude's in the back seat and if she's going 60 down a country road and he does stab her then what
1: is what's the end result there yeah that's what
3: i was thinking like she wrecks the car
2: exactly
1: either that or he was gonna set up and hold a knife to her and tell her to drive somewhere else um and the guy flashing the light. Keeps, I mean, just that's true. Playing the another side that, of that. I didn't think about that. That's good.
3: Have you guys uh, watched the footage from the Israel Keys case? Oh, where he abducts the girl from the ice cream stand that she's working at, or maybe it's a coffee stand. If you've never seen the footage, it's crazy. Because, I know the case. But oh, I I've seen heard. The yeah,
1: I've heard of that, but I've never watched anything I mean, about, it, like, or read about it. I mean,
3: she's like, she's getting off work, and I think that she like tells her boyfriend to come pick her up, but like when he gets there, she's not there. And so um, the boss releases the surveillance footage and they can't see anything at the beginning whenever they start the video. But then um, like they see that she's like acting weird and she's like watching somebody from out the window. And then he like makes her turn all of the lights off and he like jumps into the stand and like abducts her.
0: Oh my God. It's insane. That's crazy. I got to watch that. Creepy stuff. Keep I mean, I've told my daughter this so much that she's, almost scared to walk outside, but still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's
1: maybe a happy medium you can find, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing is, is uh, closed circuit security cameras. I mean, you can, for 20 bucks, you can get one that, you know. Uh, so that's a good thing, I think. I mean, that just, you know, helps the police immensely, I'm sure. Uh, and they're good quality too, even the cheap ones. Yeah, we need better quality. Surveillance Yeah. Cameras. I was just watching a
0: case today and it's almost the case every time where you know what what we caught a uh, uh, a a few images of the perpetrator walking out of this gas station and, and it's it horrible. it's so goddamn pixelated. I, I don't understand
2: yeah. why yeah we can have crystal clear video on our cell phones. Yeah. But every surveillance camera in a gas station, convenience store, anywhere else is super pixelated mm-hmm. and you can't It's
1: probably just dated. It out. It's probably they just probably haven't or they need an upgrade. Yeah. I mean, they probably just had the same system because those systems used to be, you know, five or $6,000 for all that stuff because you had to have a computer and a hard drive recording. And it would record like, it would record every, it would just keep recording over and over again. If there was no new motion, it would dump that. And it'd go back three seconds and get before the motion so you could actually see someone walk up and do something. But yeah, now it's it's cloud-based and stuff. And actually, I'm kind of excited because companies like, not everyone likes this, but like Facebook, you know they're obviously working on making a algorithm where it will tag you. So that'll be good for security stuff. I know people get freaked out by that, but you'd be like that guy walked in Walmart at you know four thirty two a.m. or whatever. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. You go to a public place, I think you should. It's okay if you're tagged. You know, I don't know. Everyone's using a debit card anyway, so they're, uh, yeah. they're going to know where you're at. I mean, I don't care if someone knows when I went to Walmart. You're, if that helps the authorities, I'll turn that over. There are things that I want to turn over to information I don't want to, but that's that's one thing that I'll give up.
0: Yeah. Well, like you said, you're using your debit card, your cell phone's pinging off towers. Exactly. You
1: you have a digital footprint no matter where you go anyway. Yeah. I mean, you could take the effort to try to mask all that stuff, and you could do a decent job at it, I I guess. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not doing shady stuff to where I need to do that anyway. Yeah. Man, I just I watched a short deal
0: on a girl that she was from England, and I think she was traveling in. A, I want to say Sweden. I may be wrong. Forgive me if I'm wrong. But it, if it was whatever country this was, has like the most amazing and sophisticated surveillance cameras everywhere. Because it was a it was a YouTube video that someone had put together over this girl's disappearance, and the guy, it everything they did, it was almost like a movie was made because it was like you know so this girl travels to this country and she gets on tinder and she wants to meet a guy and so it literally shows them at the bar where they meet then i mean really good footage too and then it shows them walk out of the bar and then they get into a cab and it has a camera on the dash shows them sitting in the back shows them going to his apartment building which has cameras out front Then they go upstairs, has cameras in the elevator. Every single second of their night was on film. Then the next morning, he comes back down the elevator by himself. He goes to some store and buys a big suitcase. Oh, yeah. Then he goes to a hardware store and buys a shovel. I shit you not. Then it shows him going back to his apartment for like six hours, leaves, goes on another Tinder date. With a girl. Whoa. But she lives. Then he comes back home, and then it shows him lugging the uh, suitcase back down and putting it in the back of a cab, and then, you know, it has the cab drive him out into the woods. Anyway, it's like, it was a clinic in how to get caught murdering somebody. Because, you know, at the end, he was just like, well,
1: I'm innocent, you know? It's
0: like, (laughs) dude, you were filmed every second of the crime was filmed,
1: except for the actual part where you murdered her in your house, It makes me want the South Park cop that couldn't figure out the left-hand killer. (laughs) It makes me want him to have to solve that. He's like, well, <laughs> where did she go? It's like, the suitcase? Like, yeah, it wasn't her suitcase. You know, it's like, he's like trying to figure all this stuff out. <laughs> it's like, how did she get out and the cameras didn't see her? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what was in that suitcase? Yeah. Well, we just read the the old high beams or, you know, killer in the backseat thing is an interesting tale, but I was wondering, and I bet you guys are too, uh, is there any truth to it? And what are its origins?
1: Yeah. Yeah, sorry to go off on the big tangent. Don't be sorry, because that's what we I do. I hope we all remember the case. But yeah, yeah, what's the origins of that? Well, since it involves vehicles that can't go back that far, right? Okay. Um, they can't be any
0: older
2: than early 20th century. What, Sam? Oh, I was just going to say, look in the backseat of your horse carriage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> your stagecoach.
0: Hey, maybe
1: that, was, <laughs> maybe that was a thing, man. They had back seats too. I don't know maybe if you're on the you know you're driving it you don't know who's in it that's kind of creepy yeah Yeah. hell maybe well no
0: i don't i know it doesn't go back that far because i know where it started
1: (laughs) who's on the saddle behind me every time i get on the saddle i look behind me make sure someone's right behind me there's just suddenly a man there with a knife (laughs) and there's another guy with a lantern flashing it yeah and he keeps ducking down i don't know i could visualize it I'm painting a picture in my mind. That sounds like something off of like Blazing Saddles. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Blazing Saddles. That'd be funny. (laughs) Look in your back saddle.
0: I don't know, man. So the first evidence of the story seems to have been in about 1968. Folklorist Carlos Drake noted the tale collected in text by Indiana University students that year. Another popular version has Becky stopping to get gas at the gas station. This is the one I always heard, and the attendant is the one that's trying to tell her, you know, that there's something. Either way, it's hard to tell if the story was inspired by an actual event. There have been cases of people up to no good stowing away in the back seat of a car, and I found a few. Let's talk about them. All right. For instance, uh, it happened in California in 1935. Wow! I found an article from a Palo Alto newspaper with the headline: "Man lurking in back seat slugs girls, hurls victims to ground, steals car and purses." Slugs and
1: hurls—that's—that's <laughs> that's quite a character. <laughs> <laughs> not, he's not fooling around. You can tell it was 1935. Oh yeah, yeah. This nin- G nin- Willikers. <laughs> There's a guy in my back seat.
0: This nincompoop. What's <laughs> he golly? I also found a case in 1990 where a woman had driven her van to a fast food restaurant for a bite to eat only to have a man leap out of the back seat and run away when she parked the vehicle.
1: Why would that actually happen? He's just like, I got away with it. (laughs) He ran away. Thanks Ah, for the ride. ah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why he would do that, but just probably see if he could.
0: I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks
1: for the ride. He
0: just needed a ride. Yeah. Um, there's a case that happened about a year after that one in Newark, New Jersey, in which a woman was driving her Jeep down the road. When, that's a tiny-ass seat, by the way. Yeah. Jeep. Yeah. When a man who had been hiding in the back suddenly slashed her face with a razor.
2: Unless it was like a Jeep Cherokee or something.
1: Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just
2: said Jeep. It could have been a, yeah. Okay.
1: Not like
0: yeah. a <laughs> New Year. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I'm still one-minded on that. No, it, it,
1: more than likely, uh, they make more than them than anything, I would oh, think. yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So yeah. He he pops up, slashes her face. She stops the car to figure out what's going on. He 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 flees and was not caught, from what I could tell. Weird. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Here's the most interesting case I found. It happened in Idaho, December 22nd of just last year. So the following account comes from the Jefferson Star newspaper. Kayla McCabe and her fiance Sean McNeil drove to Rigby for gas the evening of december 22nd when they found 47 year old brent j merrill hiding in the back seat of mccabe's car merrill was not taken into custody that evening because he has been charged with unlawful entry and was issued a misdemeanor in jefferson county with his arraignment set for 1 p.m january 4th before finding merrill mccabe was driving home from work when she had to turn around and take a different route due to a wreck in the area after arriving home McCabe saw a post on the neighborhood Facebook page about a hit and run and accident where a man fled the scene with the poster uh, warning others to lock their doors. Mm. McCabe locked her car from inside with the key fob. Then around 1030, she and McNeil decided to drive to the good to go gas station in Rigby on S State Street for snacks and drinks. In other words, they'd been smoking weed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's Anyway, Uh, as they sat in McCabe's... As they sat in McCabe's car waiting for the windows to defrost, she stated that she thought s- something smelled weird. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Joey in the back with his Don of Mantis shirt. It smells like guy in back seat in here. <laughs> That's specific. Right, and the guy in the back seat was like I shouldn't eat a Taco Bell before I'm hitting this back seat. <laughs> Shit. It always gives me away. <laughs> According to Jefferson County Sheriff Steve Anderson, the car accident most likely occurred near the county line between Bonneville and Jefferson counties, which resulted in Merrill ending up in Rigby as McCabe and uh, McNeil went for gas uh, after he hid in her vehicle. McCabe said that after arriving at good to go, McNeil looked in the back seat and asked about some items in the row. I don't know what that means, but this is what the article said. As he reached back, McNeil touched Merrill who flinched and shrinked down into the back seat. So there's just a man back there. Tag, you're it. My, my fiance was like, oh my gosh, who are you? McCabe recounted. The guy was hiding under a jacket and started to say that this was all a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what it looks like. Well, it looks like you're in my back seat.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, then, well, that part's right. Yeah. It does look like that. That is true. Looks like something creepy. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's pretty creepy. All right. I'm in your car, hidden. <laughs> so maybe it is what
0: it looks like. <laughs> McCabe said she exited the vehicle while Merrill told them that the car belonged to a friend of his who was letting him sleep there for the night. Oh yeah, that clears things up. Sure. Except McCabe and McNeil were like, This is our this is our car.
1: Hey man, can I sleep in your car or (laughs) not?
0: Merrill then grabbed the seats as he tried to pull himself forward. McNeil pushed him to keep distance in the back seat while uh, they left the vehicle, then attempted to get Merrill out of the car as well. He kept saying that the car was his friend's and that he was allowed to sleep there while my fiance tried to get him out of the car. McCabe said she called the police during the struggle to get Merrill out of the car and that the operator was able to dispatch officers through the scene quickly. She said during this, my fiance saw he uh, had a cut or gash on the back of his head, and we figured that he must have been the man from the hit and run in our neighborhood. McNeil was able to get Merrill out of the car, but he continued to try and get back into the car, which is when he pushed Merrill away from them. McCabe said her f- fiance was she concerned about trying to get back in. I don't
1: understand. I feel safe in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: When the police arrived, McCabe said the man tried to claim that they were his friends and that he didn't know why they were
1: mad at him and that he had, they had beat him up. That's probably his best defense, really. I'm, they're not going to buy it, but he, he's got nothing, right? No. That's not terrible, I guess. that This guy is on another level of socio. Sure. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah. Like the story, the cops get there and then he's just like, these are my pals and they just decided to beat me up. The thing is where he messed up, well, before he got in the car, but after that. Whenever they discover him, he should have just ran off. Just run off. Like he just kept trying to get back in there. Mm-hmm. They're not going to call the cops or anything. <laughs> I don't know. You forgot. you forgot about to mention one of the most famous persons sneaking in the back seat? OJ? No. <laughs> the, we couldn't be further the off. The Bronco? <laughs> we couldn't be further off. Mine happened in, I'll, I'll, I'll see if you guys can guess. This is in 1955 is when this happened. Elvis. No. No anyone got something a back seat yeah someone, someone had to sneak into no, a back Zodiac seat was, mm. Marty Mcfly snuck <laughs> in the back seat of Biff and old biff <laughs> and rode all the way got and you know what happened he got locked in grandma's barn or our garage so see he was we shouldn't trying to be get sneaking that sports around. almanac he's trying to get that almanac yep. back it messed up history
0: most famous case
1: yeah I'm and, and uh, not such a nefarious one mm-hmm so there's there are positive reasons. I can't think of another one, but maybe if you have that almanac, that's going to mess up history. Good, very good, Sam. Uh, <laughs> now I would say that scene
3: it. made me just about as tense as that story did. That oh yeah, no,
1: yeah, oh yeah, pretty tense, yeah. And then you gotta do a flip over the whole thing with a hoverboard. That was awesome.
3: Then he almost runs saw, into the wall. <laughs> oh man! Oh man!
1: I know we got Back to the Future fans listening. Oh, of course we do. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks, everyone. All right. So this is this is
0: this is continuing from the uh, the, the article. It's almost done, I promise. The officers asked us if we knew him, and of course, we'd never seen the guy before, McCabe said. The officers asked him what our names were,
1: and he said two names, but they were not our names. <laughs> he just thought he'd guess, like, God. Oh, that's so funny. Tim and Karen? Yeah. Oh, so you're, they're your friends? What are their names? That's cool. That's a gra- That's a smart cop. Their names. Oh, hold on. They're such good friends. I just forgot they They're just souls. We're all souls and we love each other. We don't put labels like names. Yeah, yeah. he should have went all like hippie on him. All like Buddhism and stuff, which I love. But yeah, he should have went that. Yeah, it's like, oh, we don't use names, man. (laughs) And they're like, ah, yeah, we use our names. Yeah, (laughs) You're not our friend. I love it.
0: Well, McCabe uh, said Meryl got blood in her car and also had a bottle of Gatorade with him. that rolled. That's not what I thought he would have that rolled under the car during the struggle to get him out of the vehicle. She's unsure of the contents in the Gatorade bottle, but stated Merrill might have been on some type of substance. You think?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or it could have been Gatorade.
0: (laughs) He's just really a really hydrated psychopath. That's right. i got to get my electrolytes. (laughs) The officers were absolutely phenomenal, McCabe said. They were able to help uh, talk down my anxiety and even search my entire car and blah, 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 blah. It was great. Um, So, yeah, they... uh, that was that was an actual case of a guy hiding in the back of someone's car
1: so it has happened but that's just so weird they catch him. he's just like "Ah,
0: they know me we're friends
1: this is my car this is my buddy's car i'm
0: sleeping in these are my friends
1: it all checks out i'll just be going home now (laughs) i like it what else you got joe i got one more
0: this one i love this is a, a lot shorter but i love it it have any of you heard of the bunny man Oh, no. this is good. This like is Like
3: Donnie Darko? Oh. Yes.
0: So this story oh, that, yeah. partly inspired that character oh, okay. in Donnie Darko. You that. hit it right on the head. Oh, cool. Well, this one's cool, too, because it actually has, you know, like some urban legends, like, uh, oh, there was a, uh, a hospital where people died, and, and then you look it up, and it's easy to just say and see there was never a hospital there. Okay. This is all bullshit. Okay. Well, this is based on a couple of things that actually happened. Okay. So, on the night of October 18th, 1970, a young U.S. Air Force Academy cadet named Robert Bennett and his fiancée parked their car in an empty field just off Guinea Road in Burke, Virginia, after leaving a football game. Lover's Lane? That's what I thought, too. Okay, I, I, but it's I, not? I don't know. It's okay. iffy.
1: All right. I'll let you guys decide. do need to jump to that, conclusions?
0: <laughs> you, you jump to
1: them. It's a conclusions Matt. Oh, man, that's a great. That you j- jump to. Office space. I think someone made that. I think you could buy that. You serious? Yeah. I think someone made that. It might be a prank thing that you buy.
0: Well, I'll let you guys decide. It's a young couple. They're engaged. Uh, they say that they parked in an empty field because they were going to visit the girl's aunt and uncle who lived somewhere in the area. Around midnight, as they went to leave, the couple noticed a white figure flash in front of their car just moments before the windshield shattered. Whoa. Yes, suddenly there was a figure dressed in a dingy white bunny suit lurking in front of the car, flailing his arms and screaming about no trespassing in his field as the couple frantically peeled away from the scene. You got my attention. Yes, this and this actually happened. This is not an urban, this really happened. As they fled, Bennett looked down in the floorboard and noticed what had burst through the glass, a hatchet. Although a police report does not exist on this historical record, uh, the story goes that Bennett and fiancé did, in fact, report the incident to the authorities. But while he insisted the man had worn bunny ears on his head, the fiancé recalled that it could have been something more like a KKK hood or a caparote. There's a very strange—it's like it's used in some Spanish fraternity rituals or some
1: weird thing. But wait, that didn't warrant them making an official report? A hatchet flew in a windshield? That's what's funny,
0: because like, someone uh, not too long ago investigated this at the, you know, actually yeah. went to the police report. There's not a police report on it, but there are several newspaper articles. Oh, okay. So okay. It, it did happen. Yeah. There, there probably was a report, but I'm, it probably was lost, <sighs> since this was, I know, that's. <laughs> Sorry. But the couple, to this day, or as at the time that this, the article was written that I found, still have the ax. Oh, wow. little hatchet that was thrown through their window. What a souvenir to keep. (laughs) Uh, Just a few days later, on October 29th, a security guard named Paul Phillips was traveling down Guinea Road and spotted a man dressed in a blackish, grayish, white bunny costume standing on the porch of a newly built home at number 5307. The home was not occupied yet, so Phillips went to approach the man who suddenly began chopping at one of the porch's pillars with an axe and yelling, you are trespassing, and if you don't get out of here, I'll chop your head too. Phillips contacted the police, and there is a report still on this. Uh, it pretty much stated what I just told you, and also that the man looked to be about 20 years old, 5 foot 8, and around 175 pounds. Hmm. Okay. Several officers went to the house where he was. Uh, they did not find a, m- a man, a bunny suit, or an axe. But those are two incidents uh, that actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Another sighting was reported less than a week later at the site of King's Park Subdivision. That was where the the second sighting was reported. they we are just building all the new houses. Uh, one of the workers claimed to have been approached by a man in a bunny costume who yelled at him that he was trespassing, and then he accused him of dumping trash on the property. So this guy just had basically has a really big problem with trespassing. Yeah, I, I think so. A little. Just imagine a little man in a dirty white bunny suit.
1: <laughs> I know, I have been the whole time. It's crazy.
0: Just yelling at you for
1: trespassing. And what's a bunny's weapon of choice? An axe. <laughs>
0: it's logical. <laughs> what if he, there's like just give him a carrot and he'll go away. You know,
2: I just picture Bugs Bunny like almost like
1: <laughs> Yeah. What's up?
2: Yeah. They just needed to get the holy hand grenade to take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> how does it um how does it work?
0: That's that llamas thy holy hand grenade at thy foe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I uh, <laughs> told you I can work a Monty Python bit in the, any podcast. I you think do. you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. Bring out your
1: dad. I didn't vote for you. I th- you think you have in every podcast. Try. I need to go on a deep dive again because I haven't seen that stuff in so long. <laughs> Some of those I miss. I-, I need to go. I need to check that out.
0: Yeah, they're all waiting and the little rabbit. It was just a rabbit. I nearly
1: stole my arm. <laughs> I
0: was so scared. <laughs> He's like, no, look at the teeth. He's trying to tell me so. My- the funniest freaking thing i think maybe i've ever seen is when they attack and the bunny just like levitates up and and he's just like flying between the people (laughs) see i don't know if i've seen that i need to check that out (laughs) well thus began a rash of bunny man sightings over the next few months in fact there were over 50 people who reported seeing him and one person even
1: claimed the bunny costume madman had eaten his cat yeah okay bunnies and cats (laughs) are known mortal enemies everyone knows that if you ever watch, if you ever watched any nature shows, you'd know that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't
0: picture the, it's the bunny eating the cat.
1: That's so weird. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> nature in reverse. Speaking of nature shows, and Dawn of Mantis. That's our podcast, by the way. If you didn't know that, something I'll never forget that I saw in a nature show was a mantis hanging from like a limb, and it showed a snake crawling up, and the narrator, and I'm sure it was uh, David Attenborough. Yeah, he he was the narrator, and he was he was like. You know, talking about the snake crawling up, and and the whole tension of it builds, and it makes you think that the snake is going to grab this praying mantis and eat it. That's not what happens at all. This praying mantis pounces down on that snake, still hangs on to his limb, and bites that thing until it kills it.
0: Yeah, it's and the it up, mantis,
1: me. the mantis is the predator, and the snake is the prey. So if you're crapping on mantises. <laughs> Don't because they're bad aces. They are. I love them. That's most. That's why we named this podcast that. And all the other good names are taken. But yeah, they they really were. were. We came up with like six names, and we're like, that's so awesome. That's going to be a podcast name. Hey, there's another one. Yeah, they just thought of that. (laughs) A lot of times it was like they had five episodes and they quit, but we still didn't want to use that name. Yeah. Uh, That's we're loyal like that. Uh, But you know there was a crazy thing where Joe and I had. And I don't know. I don't know why this happened. We were taking photos of mantises that we would just randomly see. Like, I had one in my shop one day, like crawling down a wire. I was like, what are you doing? I've never I just seen, love them. yeah, I've never seen, like, I don't see many bugs in here. Yeah. It's like, hey, what's up? I like your <laughs> podcast, man. I don't know. It's to- totally bizarre. And Joe had like 20 pictures of them. I love mantises. Yeah. They're
0: so cool. They almost look like they're, they're, like, so aware.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's the word. Yeah,
0: try- they've got an awareness. Yeah. There's something about, like, the way they turn their little heads, you know, and look at you and stuff, It's just something about them. You
1: can't convince me they don't know karate, too, <laughs> right? I mean, they just look like, at any time, they're like, ah! I don't know. No, I get it. Yeah.
2: I think maybe... I think the logo captures all that that you does. just said. The awareness, yeah. the karate, mm-hmm. all of it.
1: It does. It really does.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Look at that.
0: They just look like they just look like badass little. You know what I'm saying? They're
1: I total. think I think in order to really pick up on that, you're going to have to get a t-shirt. I mean, <laughs> and we talked about that on the ad. Joe tried to talk about. It. For some reason, I cut you off when you were trying. I don't know why. I well, like because we jerk. just ran the ad. You know. I so know, I get but it. I was kind of a jerk. About you know everything we
0: just said in the ad? Shut up. Let's say it again. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> anyway, you should get a shirt. Yeah, buy or go to Patreon and- or. Oh, sorry. Do it
1: again, man. No, go. Or a hoodie. Yeah. Or a long-sleeve shirt. Or a holographic sticker. Can I, can I tease that yet? Uh, sure. It's not for sale. Oh. But if you get on our Patreon and get on one of the tiers, we'll send you one of those. There we go. See? All right. So, yeah, it's perfect. Thank you me. can, and you should. And you should. I'm wearing one right
0: now. I'm never taking it off. A t-shirt, not a holographic <laughs> sticker. No, <laughs> so not a stick. holographic sticker. I'm no. wearing a sticker. Where? <laughs> Would you like to know? Um, stories of the sightings were even reported in the Washington post through October and November with titles like man and bunny costume sought in Fairfax and bunny reports are multiplying. That's funny. That's, I just got
1: that. that is. Yeah. I (laughs) I
0: didn't even get it when I typed it. That's totally funny. (laughs) By the way, uh, for reference, Fairfax is just a few miles from Burke and Guinea road. So this was all pretty local. Okay. William Johnson, the Fairfax police officer in charge of investigating the bunny sightings, questioned most of the witnesses and checked out several of the locations of the supposed sightings. Right away, the bunny man was a big hit with the kids in the area who began telling so many stories of sightings that it muddled the investigation into the actual sightings quite a bit. On March 14th, 1971, Officer Johnson reported, after a very extensive investigation into this and all other cases of this same nature, it is still unsubstantiated as to whether or not there really is a white rabbit. Hmm.
1: That was his report. <laughs> it's just I like we said before, eyewitness testimony, it's just it's just weak. Yeah. I mean, luckily it can't convict you of something serious. Not anymore. Yeah. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um over the years the legend
0: of the bunny man has taken on a life of its own. Many stories of who he was uh, and where he came from exist, but they all seem to follow these similar criteria. Hmm. And it goes you with something Go ahead, I'm all ears. In the uh, hey, very good. <laughs> that's a funny <laughs> reference. In the early 1900s, there was an insane asylum. I don't know. Is there a sane asylum anywhere? Probably not. No, I don't all asylums so. are insane.
2: <laughs> I guess a hospital would be a sane asylum. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, it would be. <laughs> And then if you act too crazy in there, they're like, oh, you're in the Sane. You need to go to the Insane. (laughs) Insane in the memory. Oh,
0: you took it from the insane in the brain. So yeah, in the early 1900s, there was an insane asylum somewhere in the woods between the towns of Clifton and Fairfax Station. One day, the asylum closed. We We could put that creepy music behind this again. In the early 1900s, there was an asylum somewhere in the woods between the towns of Clifton and Fairfax Station. One day, the asylum closed, and the residents were loaded onto a bus to be transported to Lorton Prison. However, while en route, the bus crashed, and the asylum residents escaped. They were all soon recaptured, though, except for one, Douglas Griffin. While searching for him, police found a trail of half-eaten, gutted bunnies hanging from what was then called the Fairfax Station train bridge. For months, the police searched for Griffin, but he was never found.
2: I just see all the police either looking like Yosemite Sam or Elmer Fudd. Wask away, rabbit.
1: <laughs> I love it. I'm hunting rabbits. Shh. Everyone wanted a piece of that rabbit, didn't they? Oh, yeah. There's like, there's like multiple like hunters and like vultures and all kinds of episodes where they're trying to get that the Bugs Bunny.
0: And then he just jumps out from behind a tree and he just ties the officer's rifle barrel in a knot and <laughs> runs away.
1: But <laughs> he the, still the, shoots the, it. <laughs> They always shoot it. Come on. <laughs> your barrel's tied in a knot. <laughs> what do you think's going to happen? I'm no physics instructor, but it's going to make your face black. Man, just really quick, not to get woke or anything, but those old cartoons are super, super violent. I let Sagan watch them sometimes, and sometimes I regret it. Oh, my it's, God. It's it's pretty bad. I'm not trying to... You, you're right. I mean... I don't even want to say anything, but you're right. It's Some of that stuff's pretty bad.
0: Yep. I was watching one. The last one I saw, it was a while back, but it was it was very old, like early, early. And I, the one part I remember was this guy had this little window. He just held up a window frame with a curtain, and he had a pistol on the other side. You seen it? And the guy from the other side opens the curtain, and he <laughs> shoots him in the face. <laughs> but, of course, it doesn't blow his head off. The guy's like hair is just blown back, and his face is black. like oh, But he shoots him in the face.
1: Apparently all those cartoon guns shoot as black powder. They're not actually loaded with a bullet or anything. If you have a beak, it might be your beak might be on the back of your face. I've noticed. That's the cartoon physics. I think yeah. But you can just move it back. I think, around. I think that's just from recoil. I think the recoil just spins it around. Hey, speaking of cartoon stuff like uh <laughs> did you know that you don't fall until until you realize that you should be falling. So if you you could just walk over f- over in thin air. Oh, no. I'm supposed to fall. And then you fall. So, if you ever step off a cliff, try to ignore that you're... Or when you saw the branch that you're sitting on. <laughs> and then the entire tree falls down and the branch stays. That's that's the wily e. Coyote physics right there. That's right. That's right.
2: Yeah.
0: And But it's okay because if an anvil ever falls on your head, that long goose egg will just like push it off that comes up. That's like...
1: Next scene, after, you're back in the after game. It's,
2: after it's like pushed you into the ground. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Sometimes you walk away like a little hubcap Did with feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, ho- I hope you guys out there are loving the Looney Tunes stuff. <laughs> 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 We're trying to paint a picture. I hope you're getting it. Uh, I see
0: it now. That's what you're talking about. Whereas they're flat, they just have the feet. <laughs> and <they walk> <laughs>
1: He walks out of the shot. Three seconds later, he's back in the game.
3: 100%. A girl in one of my home decor groups, um, you know, like in Tom and Jerry, when like Tom gets like flattened or whatever, he always gets flattened, you know? Sure. Yeah. She made a rug that goes along her staircase, like when Tom gets flattened against the staircase. And so oh, it just that's goes, amazing. And that's it, it goes up her stairway and it's like Tom. And he's like, That's this, brilliant. It, it is so cool. Joe, brilliant. you got to do
0: that in your house. Yeah, Jessica's really gonna love that. She will. <laughs> I'm still fighting with her over. I want to get a like a life size painting of Buddy Holly commissioned, and we're going back and forth over that. But I think I'm gonna win that battle. So for months, the police searched for this guy for for Griffin, Pete Griffin. No, for uh, what was his name? Douglas Griffin, Doug Dougie. <laughs> but he was never found. Mm-hmm. I can see him in a bunny rabbit. He's like hey, <laughs> like running away. Then on Halloween, oh, on Halloween night, oh, of old, it's too good. A bunch of teenagers were hanging out under the bridge Probably smoking the devil's cabbage Probably And at the stroke of midnight They were attacked by
1: the bunny man
0: The next morning they were found hanging from the bridge gutted like the bunnies Other variations of the story tell how the police finally located Griffin in the woods But instead of surrendering he ran up to the train tracks And leapt in front of a passing locomotive Leapt
1: Leapt Of course he did Quite a jump for the bunny man. He just... Wouldn't he have hopped in <laughs> front of it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It w- wasn't a frog, Joe.
0: <laughs> Damn, man. Yes. He hopped. <laughs> he hopped in front of the train and committed suicide. Hmm.
2: So that's what really happened? That's the legend. Okay. The legend oh, we haven't back. gotten
1: into the real stuff yet.
0: To this day, it's said that if you are at Bunny Man Bridge at midnight on Halloween... You will, too, also, you as well, you, you will also meet the fate of those teenagers <laughs> and rabbits. <laughs> Good writing. Uh, you as, too, is also, as, along with, as I, well.
1: I think you were doing fine, and then you, like, kind of thought we weren't getting it, so you started <laughs> emphasizing, like, over and over again. Like, okay, we, we got it. We don't want to go there. <laughs> no, so like they
3: it. never found, like, the bodies of these... Yeah, the okay. teenagers.
1: Do you want? Do you just want to destroy this? Do you just
0: want to destroy this whole the hanging, thing?
2: the hanging teenagers? Yeah, I, w- I wondered about that as well. Yeah, because I'm thinking like if a whole group of kids are murdered, that would have been like
0: yeah, there's going to be record people going to remember mm-hmm. family members. There's going to be so whether it's true or not, that's a good urban legend. And it's the no, you know, no wonder the thing lasted so many years. Several people have investigated the validity of all these claims, and it helps that there are really. Uh, accounts of people having seen the bunny clad man and those accounts are backed by newspaper articles eyewitness testimony and even police reports however it must be noted that there is no evidence of an asylum ever having existed in that area much less a bus of crazy folks crashing or entire groups of murdered teenagers don't ruin this for me. I like this story. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, man.
0: But it's an irresistible tale for thrill seekers to, to this day, go out to Bunny Man Bridge, which is, uh, it's actually, if you go to Google Maps and put in Bunny Man Bridge, it'll take you right there. Google right. tags it. That's legit. It is legitimate. Look wow. it up, Sam. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, there it is. You can believe it if you want. It's a good tale.
1: I like it. And I like that it inspired Donnie Darko. Yes. The, except they made the rabbit tell the future. Or was it the future? That movie kind of I try to understand that movie a little bit more every time I watch it, but you know, I'm still I guess that's what they're going for, right? I, I mean, guess. Yeah. I, I'm with you.
0: I've I bet I've seen that movie fifteen times, twenty yeah. times, and I yeah. love it. So black Cemetery. Hmm? Not far from here, right? What is it? black Cemetery. Blag. You ever it's like a mile from here, man. It's it's on this road. And teenagers used to go out there all the time from around this town
2: B-L-A-G. I've
0: blag or maybe oh yeah right here b-l-a-g-g blag cemetery Isn't? what's the deal with that okay I'd, yeah i see it i could swear that there's some sort of urban legend attached to that is there not sam well
2: let's let's look
0: that up let's and look... do a
2: little mini menace on it sometime or something yeah because i was gonna ask yeah, like it's just down around the corner it looks like yeah like have any of you oh, mob i'm moving <laughs>
0: <laughs> i knew it was really close to it here is. probably what less than a mile from here two
1: miles it's just right, oh, yeah,
2: I would say I would say less than two miles, mhm,
1: if we were like super famous, it would be cool that a whole bunch of listeners could talk about just like very local things like that. I bet there's so many, I bet there's one for every town I bet well, there, there's no. the
2: where's there's the cemetery that's over by Walmart, like just past Walmart here also. There is? There's just a very small little cemetery over there.
1: Is there something behind that? or And then there's another
2: go? there's another cemetery um, up by the old police station that Riley's dance teacher's parents live right next to. Their oh, yard I is know connected that one. It. I know that one. Right very before you small. drop off the hill. Yeah, uh-huh. it's just right there on that corner.
0: But you know, as far as like local urban legends, well, I everybody, I'm like, even in the little shithole where I grew up, even around there, I can think of, there was the witch of Adelie. Oh, yeah. right Down there at the bridge where we used mm-hmm. to hang out. There's supposed, and supposedly some white coffin, like people have seen a white coffin floating down there or something crazy like that. And then the goat man, there's oh, a yeah. supposed goat. So yeah. even, I bet everybody listening can probably name some weird, you know, little, every
1: every town is like a crybaby bridge and, you know, weird little stuff like that. I like when one gets boiled down and you f- you're able to find the truth, like... It ends up just being a hermit that people see, but they don't see him really well. And then it's like, then it adds up to where they're goat man. I can't think of any examples like that, but that's pretty cool. I like to find the grain of truth in the the theory. Yeah, that's that's because you know it, it's it's pretty neat to think about. Somebody sees something, and fear takes their recollection and messes. That's why the eyewitness testimony is so weak fear takes that and just twists it and makes it something crazy you know that's that's cool to me
0: and i those urban they're so good it's so it'll, it'll draw you in i remember when i was a kid did anybody ever like we who we were all forced to go to church right uh pretty much well, you yeah didn't force until Hannah,
1: a, but... until a certain um, a point where well, i was old enough to stay home this is when this is when i was like 8 or 9 yeah deep within the
0: you know you are going to church So did anybody ever have a lock-in at their church where you would, you did, where you would (laughs) stay all night? Yeah. I remember having a lock-in one time at our church and this guy, Richard, that was like one of the adults there that was over it and stuff, real cool guy, but he, I'll never forget, scared the shit out of us. (laughs) The church had like clear or like tinted glass double doors at the front and we were all way up at, at the other end of it. But he was telling some story, some ghost story, and he'd been telling them all night. We were freaking out. And then he stopped telling the story, and he started looking out the glass doors, and he was like, guys, hold on. I just saw a white hearse pulling the drive. You know? And we were, like, all us kids were freaking out. I'll never forget it to this day. You know, that was like 33 years ago. But, uh, dude, God I right. was, I literally thought, like.
1: Did he let it go? We're on? in a
0: church, though. I thought this was going to protect us, you lying son of a bitch. You know, like-
1: sanctuary. <laughs> I call sanctuary. That's my safe word. Uh, so. Parlay. Did he let Parley. it go? Parlay. <laughs> did, <he> let- <laughs> did he let it
0: go for a while? Yeah. I mean, he walked up and looked out, and we were all just like, what? Is it still out there? Why it-? And then he was like, ah, oh, I was getting. Gotcha. It was actually pretty good. Best, best time I've had in church, actually.
1: So there's a story that I told one episode of a podcast, but it got. The computer glitched, and it got deleted, oh, remember that story about when I was home for church, and I thought someone was in the house, and I ran outside. oh, tell that, tell that well let me let me start let me tell you why I was so uh scared anyway, yeah, one time when I was little and i kinda, i I remember this, but i I didn't know what was going on until later i I might have been five or six, and my two older sisters were at home with me, and my mom and dad were at church, which is which is funny um they saw a face outside of the window and, and they were trying to like make a call, but the phone was dead. And, uh, but so they were trying to play with me and keep me calm and stuff because they saw someone looking in the window. We lived out in the middle of nowhere, like not a house for a while, uh, down the road or whatever. But so then the next morning, my dad found the phone line cut. Like some dude cut the phone line. Yeah. True story. Or something did. Yeah. You could see where the knife had like dug into the, the paint on the, like the wood siding. Anyway, so that was one story. But the next story is: I was home by myself. I don't know how old I was; probably like ten or so. I don't know why I ever stayed home by myself after that story. We've talked that happened in the eighties. Yeah, we talked about that. You stay home a lot, Sam. Just Just by yourself. Yeah, you're like seven. By
0: yourself at home. Yeah, watching TV, make a sandwich, cooking. My my,
2: my parents used to um, (laughs) doing my taxes. They would run a paper like a shopper route, and so it was like a rural, you know, route. Like so, they'd go. Way out, yeah. Way out, and they'd take them most of the day, and they would just leave me home. Yeah, and that was when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, go ahead with. The well, story. I was just saying, yeah, like, it happened a lot. so
1: I was I was at home, and I think I was in the living room, and then I heard a door shut, like in the house, and I'm the only one there, and it's not one of those stupid wind things, you know, where you have a window open. All the windows were closed, not like a suction thing or whatever. So. For some reason, I thought I got to get out of this house with somebody in here with me. So I ran outside, but I'm like, what am I going to do? Like the neighbors are like a mile away. So I I didn't want to do that. So I, my best idea was to lay under one of our trucks and to like stare into the house. (laughs) And you talk about freaked out. Like, like I was just waiting any minute for like a shadow of a person to walk. And like every once in a while, you'd see like a trick of light. And it's like, there's someone staring back at me. Like they know exactly where I'm at. And, like, I remember, like, I could feel my heart beating in my chest. And that's one of the first <laughs> yeah. times that I was so scared like that. So I laid into that truck for, like, an hour. And finally I saw headlights. And then I was like, well, they're, they're not going to let me stay home anymore by myself. So they went in. They went in the back door. And I waited until they were, like, walked around the house enough to where it was safe. And then I walked in. And they were like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I was outside shooting hoops. Did you not see me? and they're like oh no we didn't see it why
0: why is the whole front half of your body dirty
1: <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. the back half is clean yeah. <laughs> but that's one of the that's that's one of the scariest i've ever been in, in cuz i thought for sure someone was in there so what do you I think still, what do you think I, I still don't know really i mean anything could have I any mean, could you know you know how your imagination goes wild uh, when you're a kid, I mean, it could have been outside and it sounded like it was inside or you never, you never can tell. Wasn't there a story that you know, as it involved your sisters and there was a guy standing out in the yard and like, yeah, the do- that was when that, I think I was like a baby then, but my sisters, one of them heard the dogs barking and she looked outside and there was a guy standing just in the backyard, just standing there and the dogs were jumping up on him. And then my other sister got up and saw it too. And they ran in to tell my dad. And by, by, by the time my dad looked out, he didn't see it. So we always had creepy stuff, man. Yeah. it's a bad neighborhood. Well, Not have, even a neighborhood.
0: It's weird when you look back and think, you don't really think about it at the time, but looking back, you, you do realize like, oh man, like with my van abduction and just weird stuff like that, where you're just like,
1: that yeah. was bad. Yeah. That was creepy. Yeah, Joe's, was... Joe's van story. I don't want to tell that again. My but, mom had a story when she- a few episodes. Yeah. When she was a kid, all the kids slept on the living room floor just because it's so hot in the house and the doors and windows were all just wide open to let- whatever air could get in. Yep. And my, my mom and my aunt um, had a story where they woke up and there was a guy standing in the living room just like in the midst of all of them. And my, my mom said, give me your pillow, Joyce. And she goes, why? He says, I'm going to hit this guy with it. <laughs> and she's like, use your own pillow. <laughs> and she was like, no, he'll take it. So, and then he just like slowly walked out of the room, they said. Oh my God. Yeah. It, th- yeah. That's, uh, anyway.
0: Damn. This well, this, uh, I, I told you this too, but this was in the eighties. My, my mom was driving two silomes. and uh, this car on the bridge, this car ran her into the side of the bridge, kind of scuffed up the car and blocked it. And two guys jumped out. I've told this before. I only have four stories and one of them like threw coffee or something on her windshield. I'm guessing. So she couldn't see, but you know, her Impala was equipped with windshield wipers, right. but, and so one ran around the back and she just put it in reverse and hammered it. Didn't run she, over him, oh. but uh, he jumped out of the way, and she she made it out, but she uh, went to the police. I mean, she filled out a report. Golly. Yeah, and she bought a little snub-nosed pistol after that and kept, yeah. kept it in her purse, but I, those guys were going to do something not good. Not good. And so, looking back, it's crazy, all the stuff that happened or could have happened. or you you
1: know. It's quite
2: an elaborate plan. Mm-hmm. Throw the coffee on the windshield. That's crazy. I think the... Man, it seems like the 80s may have been worse than now.
0: I, I think so. I really think so, man. And, but then again, there's a lot. I've talked about it before. There's a lot of instances where I shouldn't even be here, and you guys too. Yeah. If you're eight years old riding your bike yeah. down a rural country back road in Arkansas where no one's – all it would have taken was the right weirdo to drive by, and you are just a buffet of you, – you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just a sitting duck.
2: Well, like I've even said before – I think it's always been around, and we just know more about it now because of what we have.
0: Yeah. Sure. But, but yeah. But still,
2: there is some just weird stuff happened, you know, 80s, sure. early 90s.
0: Yeah. Hey, do you guys want to hear a rhyme I made up in my head years and years and years and years ago? I was just a kid, but I always, I'm going to say it on this podcast because I want it to exist. It's never, I've never okay. even really said it to anybody. Okay. But it's a funny, you know. It's like one of those, like there once was a man from Nantucket, right? It's a thing like that.
2: Okay.
0: You didn't come with that. You didn't come up with that, did you? I did. Okay. Little, little known fact. <laughs> mine, mine goes as such. All right. <laughs> I let out a fart that I felt in my heart would make my belly feel better, but instead, that I found my trousers were brown and the crack of my ass was much wetter. All right, so that's it. Thanks for listening to Dawn of Mantis. <laughs> That's going to be carved on my tombstone. We love you guys. See you next time.